basically what he's saying is this, make it an everyday part of your routine. You know, on every moment of the day, you know, if you can make it a part of your routine, wherever you are, that's where discipleship can happen. That's where you can bring up faith into the conversation. We are here once again with the Right This Way podcast, and we are so glad that you have stopped by to listen to our podcast today. We know that you have busy schedules and that there are many other great podcasts out there. So the fact that you have come here and are giving us some of your day just means the world to us. We are doing our best to bring you a valuable conversation that God has placed on our hearts that will help you to fulfill the call that God has placed on the life of every believer to go and make disciples. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you just let us know in the comments? We would love to hear from you all. For now, let's jump back into the conversation as we learn more about disciple making right this way. So in our third then part to this conversation, um, we've talked about, you know, who who is a disciple maker? Mm -hmm. Um, What is disciple making? What is discipleship? Um, Kind of the next kind of things that we could talk about is is kind of two together, I think, um, because we're going to talk about them at the same time, is is where and when yeah. does disciple making happen? Um, Which I think we hit on a lot in I, the I last podcast yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a lot of, All of it kind ties of together. A, a review kind of things, but we're going to add some new stuff into yeah. where and when does disciple making, where, where and when does disciple making happen? Mm-hmm. And I always think of Genesis 6 uh, verses 4 through 9 where um, they, the children of Israel have left Egypt. They're about to enter the promised land. So the whole generation that had come out of Egypt has now died off. You know, Moses is about to die. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, the only people that are left are Joshua and Caleb, and they're about to enter into this promised land. And so Moses re- basically recommissions them to follow the ways that God has given them, right? Follow the ways that God has given them. Um, and he says, um, first of all, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, right? So he establishes that. And then he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? Um, and so he establishes the first thing that you've got to do is to love the Lord your God. But then he brings in this other idea that I think is just fantastic. And a lot of different um, kids ministry organizations talk about this as well. Um, and it just makes it simple for discipleship. That's why I love it so much. And he says, talk about it. Talk, uh, let these rules, let these laws be on your heart, you know, and talk about them when you walk along the road. Talk about them when you lie down and when you get up. Uh, talk about or tie them on your foreheads and on your wrists and on the door frames of your house. You know, so he's saying basically what he's saying is this make it an everyday part of your routine. Mm-hmm. You know, on every moment of the day, you know, if you can make it a part of your routine, wherever you are, <laughs> that's where discipleship can happen. That's where you can bring up faith into the conversation. Um, and hey, when you wake up, pray together. When you eat, pray together. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. are walking on driving down to school or driving to work, put on some worship music and worship together or talk about ways that you can be an impact for Christ in your community. You know, every single moment that's a routine part of your day, you can infuse that with the gospel. You mm-hmm. can infuse that with discipleship and be able to make that a part of um, your everyday life. And yeah. so I love to point out that passage in Genesis 6 because it's like, 
it's it's infused everyday part of our life. Yeah, and I, I love something that um, my wife does on. She takes the kids to school every day, right? And um, they when they get to a particular stop sign on the ride to school, they got about you know, a minute before we pull into the, the line, they always start praying for the teachers, for their day at school, mm-hmm. for the friends that they have at school, for the, um, for whatever's going on that day, that kind of stuff. Like as they pull in, they, they start, they start that day, you know, praying and talking to God about that day that mm-hmm. they're about to have. And it's just like what you said, it's in it, it's an everyday thing. It's built in. I don't have, um, I'm not like carving out specific time for that, which is not a bad thing either, but, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing this routine thing and I'm going to inject and insert my walk with Jesus and teach these kids what, you know, how to pray into the situation that I'm walking into, how to pray first and bathe it with, with Jesus as I walk into the scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I just kind of think about, um, you know, our, my life, as I walk through my life, I'm going to have opportunities for disciple making. Um, it's not what we've created it to be. And we've said this in the last two episodes, right? We've created disciple making into this box of an hour a week on Sunday yeah. or a, um, a Wednesday night or a small group. Um, but disciple making is relationship with those people that I've, mm-hmm. I have in my life naturally. Mm-hmm. So I think of, you know, I'm working out, right? And mm-hmm. I'm I'm at the gym, and I'm who walking. Who can I invite with me? Uh, who am I going to bring with me? Yeah. On that journey of working out, but also it's fun to work out with somebody as well, right? Like mm-hmm. the more accountability I have, I'm going to show up to the, <laughs> I'm going to show up to the gym. If I, if I have somebody that's showing up too. And so great, that's going to help me there as well. But we're going to have conversations as we're, as we're working out in between sets, mm-hmm. um, as I'm, you know, as I'm lifting, I'm going to have time in between each set. I'm going to be able to talk with them. I'm going to have time after the gym. Mm-hmm. There's going to be little moments that are built in when I have conversations and things are going to naturally be built up mm-hmm. when I intentionally have those opportunities, create those opportunities for discipleship. Yeah. Um, so inviting people into your everyday inviting routines as people well. Into my everyday. If you're, if you don't have kids, you know, if you are a single person who works from home, you know, then what are the things that you normally do that you can invite someone into do it with you? That's so yeah. good. Yeah. So, so those things are, like I just said, working out, um, I'm going to the grocery store, right? Is there someone in my community, in my neighborhood that, that has a difficult time trying to get to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. right? Can I invite them with me and build in a routine and say, every Tuesday, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Would you like to come with me? Yeah. And I can help you get your groceries. Maybe it's a is it, maybe it's a more seasoned person in life. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's someone that's mentoring you. Maybe yes. it's somebody that you're mentoring, yeah. you know? <laughs> so so maybe I, I'm I'm helping you, we're going to the grocery store, I'm serving, but at the same time I'm having a conversation about Jesus in those moments, mm-hmm. right? Um I, I, I need natural. some extra 
Go ahead. Our natural tendency is to put our put our life into boxes. Yeah. You know, we want to box up our individual, well, this is my household chores, so I do these. And this is my time with friends, so I'm going to have this. And this is my time for church. And this, you know, we want to put our life into boxes, but really, like, we got to get to be able to think outside of the box, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. We've got to be able to say, all right, if, if I want to be able to be a Christian and disciple people well, then what can I invite? What part of my life can I invite them into? You know, and in addition, you know, you've got the, the, um, it's an everyday part of your life. And so the, that moments that you can carve out, like one thing that I'm, uh, me and my family are working on, we, we just, we're about to have another kid. We already have one who's about mm-hmm. almost, uh, who's 14 months old. Um, so we're really trying to establish habits. And so that's one thing I've, we've got to remember as well. If this is a new habit that we're starting, it's going to take some intentionality on be- yeah. until it becomes normal. Yeah. You know, it's going to be able to, you know, just like for the gym, I've heard it say the heavy um, object in the gym is the front door, <laughs> you right. know, That's just right. getting in, making that a habit right. of going, yeah. um, like we've got to, we've got to be able to be intentional until it becomes a habit to make faith an everyday part of our conversation. Mm-hmm. We've got to be intentional until it becomes a habit to invite people into these situations. Cause yeah. if we just, you know, don't think about it, then mm-hmm. it, we're just going to fall back into our normal routines. Absolutely. And so even in that though, with my family, I'm looking at those routines that I can build into for discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like one thing we're looking at is our Sabbath day. You know, we've got to be able like working in the ministry. Sunday is not our day of rest. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, Sunday is no. our football Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, so we're looking at our Saturdays and that's the time that both me and my wife are off. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our kids at home and so I'm having to be intentional throughout the rest of the week so I can do all of our chores, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that Saturday I don't have any chores. I don't have to run to the store and go grab groceries. I don't have to run to go um, grab the supplies so I can fix this thing. I don't have to go clean the pool. I don't have to go um, do all this other stuff. I can be intentional during that time to do two things, to rest and to be with my family. And in that moment, we're also looking at like, what does it look like? What does it mean to dedicate a day to the Lord as a Sabbath rest, you know, to review, not, not just sit down and plan and think, but to like review all right, God, what are you doing in our lives and Mm -hmm. how can we take our next steps towards you, you know, um, with a family as a whole. And that's one thing I want to, a routine that I want to build in with our kids to be able to say, Hey, on Saturdays, we sit down as a family, we worship, we pray together for each other. So we have that intentional carved out time that we're intentionally building into. Um, so the where and when can be into very intentional, but it also can be very opportunistic, (laughs) you know? Yeah to jump into the everyday parts of your life. Well, I think that life just naturally gets really busy for a lot of people. Right. And that, that, that rest is like, (laughs) it seems like it's 10 minutes on the way to uh, (laughs) soccer practice or something. And it's like, I can zone out while I drive. So, so it's not, uh, that that's difficult. Right. But but at the same time, if I have those opportunities, I'm building another community of people where I can intentionally invest and breathe Christ into. Mm-hmm. So if I if I have four practices this week and I my kids are in uh, band practice and mm-hmm. then they're also in uh, soccer practice and football is right around the corner and and my other I've got three kids and they're all doing three different things. <laughs> yeah. I'm just an, I'm just a big Uber service. That's all I am mm-hmm. right now. Um, there are people at all of those places 
right? Mm-hmm. There are there are new members of a community in every single one of those places that I'm in where if I have that disciple-making focus of my life and I know that's what God's called me to be, I can look at that you know, karate class and say, okay, here are parents and here are our kids and here mm-hmm. are people that I can influence with the gospel of Jesus. And here's a time that I can do that at, mm-hmm. right? And and so let me start building relationship with those yeah. people f- with the goal of bringing them the next, that their next step closer yeah. to Jesus. And But again, starting with relationship. Yes, yeah, start yeah. with relationship and start with learning. And, um, and so that's going to happen at the grocery store. It's going to happen at karate. It's going to happen at the soccer field. It's going to happen in the football field. When we go to a Friday night football game, right? Like you're sitting with people who all have something in common. <laughs> you know, we're all cheering for the day. Like, so, so there are things in common and there are things that we have, whether they're physically like our physical neighborhood um, that we're that we live in and our neighbors that are next to us or our neighbors who work with us or our neighbors who have common things that we do um, together I think that would like that where is our community and our our, our sphere of influence mm-hmm. is where that happens and, and certainly so, it does happen at church but and, and in small groups but but the relationships happen outside of that that mm-hmm. build into that space. And so let me ask you, because maybe you're better than this or that than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, because oftentimes, especially if I'm just in my normal routines, you know, uh-huh. um, I'm just wanting to get through, you know, like if I were to have to go to a soccer game and yeah. I'm just like, all right, yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm getting through. Um, but the initiating conversation for a relationship, that's one thing I know that I have a hard time with. It's that first initial 15 seconds where, mm-hmm. all right, I've got to talk to somebody yeah. and I don't want yeah. to talk to yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that. How, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it starts out with, um, it, it, especially here, it's... Um, uh, and when I say here, I mean in South, you know, Southeast Georgia, where we live, a lot of the conversation seems like the, in that initial conversation seems to fu- be trying to find connection to a person that we both know. Right. Um, so when mm-hmm. I say, hey, my name's Tim, um, you know, that's my son Jackson over there that's playing soccer or whatever. And uh, then they say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm James and, you know, here's. You know, there's my son Ricky over there, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, you know, hi, you know, you local, right? Like, yeah. You know, you live here in Blackshear. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, you know, whoever it is, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I work at FedEx down the down the street, right? Like, because that's what I do outside of ministries. I work at FedEx, so I know a lot of people at FedEx. So I try to find connection with the person that I know. Mm-hmm. Or the place that I work, or or where we go to church, or it, that it's just an initial hunt and a search and a discovery for connection mm-hmm. to us and something in common that we can then launch that conversation off of. That's good. So, so it's a curiosity for connection. Yeah, I like so that. So it's really just and and something that I've tried to do, been more intentional about, is is listening and learning as I talk as I have those conversations is I want to learn where you're coming from. I want to learn who you, who you are, where you come from and, and who, you know, mm-hmm. so that I can use that in the future and my conversation with you to get you that next step in, in Jesus, because I can point back to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a kind of a model that Jesus used, but I think like he asked a lot of questions mm-hmm. in, in, in his t- 
talking and his communication with people um, to understand who they were. I mean, he had, he he knew who they were, but <laughs> he created them. He had a little bit of advantage than I do, mm-hmm. but I help them you know, understand <laughs> that, that first that first five minutes with me is a discovery five minutes where mm-hmm. I'm just trying to learn about you genuinely so that I can find some connection so that we can mm-hmm. launch a bigger conversation. But um, I'm, I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm observing who you are mm-hmm. in that in that first couple of minutes. And that allows me to build that connection, helps me build the relationship mm-hmm. and, and just launches springboards everything off of that mm-hmm. is that learning and observation. Yeah. And I think as well, like, as you mentioned it a few times, you know, with the goal of helping, it's not like we're sitting there mastermind planning, sure. all right, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're genuinely interested in the person. It's not like we're just, all right. Like we mentioned in one of the, one of the very first podcasts, you know, we're just trying to check mark that box of, yeah. all right, you, you did yeah. it, you're good, you know, but we're genuinely interested in them. We genuinely have compassion towards them, genuine curiosity mm-hmm. and a genuine desire for relationship. And then from there, it's like, well, if, if they're, as I'm interested in them and them, they're going to naturally show interest towards me. And then I get the opportunity to share Christ, you know, and then there's the opportunity to show and to help them take their next steps and show them what this walk looks like. And I think Christianity, one of the things that we've done before is Christianity is a, uh, is kind of like a sales pitch almost. It seems (laughs) like sometimes, right. Where I'm, I'm convincing this person that they want to follow Christ. And so I want to be very compelling and I want to share this gospel, the gospel story well, so that they buy it. Right. So they, they accept it. And, and in some ways that's true, right. In in some ways that's a way to look at it, Mm -hmm. but but my goal is not for you to to become a convert and to accept it um, uh, intellectually to understand and to buy in. But I, I want I want God to grip your heart with who I am mm-hmm. and my relationship with Christ. I want you to see it really lived out because I really want you to have this abundant life that I have. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I really want you to experience Jesus yeah. for yourself, not so that I can have another another number to check off at, yeah. at church to say that we got this another person baptized. But I really want you to experience this life that I have because mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I want that for you. Yeah. Um, it's that genuine love and care is that I desire what's best for you too. Yeah. So, so yes, I'm learning these things with the goal in mind that you'll be able to have these things too, because I want you to have this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want to share this treasure that I've found and in Jesus. And so, uh, so yes, I kind of use some of my car salesman stuff <laughs> <laughs> when I'm building that relationship first. Because when I was standing on a car lot, like I'm learning things as you're talking to me, I'm learning all about you and who you are and what you're going to use this car for and what you're going to, uh, how you're going to use it, what colors you like and what you didn't like about your last car. And mm-hmm. in order to kind of place us in the right car today, mm-hmm. right. And, and, uh, man, that, 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 that language just kind of comes right out. It's, it, <laughs> Yeah. It's part of my life. Like, I want you in this right car today. Sorry. I didn't mean to sound like you used car salesman too much. But um, but I want you to have Jesus. And if we can, if God can grip your heart today with the gospel, like, that's what I want. And so, yes, I'm learning those things as I go along with the goal in the back of my head is I, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. 
so that I can, I can, I can share Jesus with mm-hmm. you in a real way that's relational and that will, that you'll be able to understand and relate to. Yeah. So I want to learn about you so that you can learn about Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I do that everywhere. I think it always, I always think of the, op- the times where Jesus showed compassion, you know, it was often during really difficult times or things like the very first time he raised somebody from the dead yeah. or the times that he fed the 5,000 and the 4,000, you know, it was those moments where those, he had compassion on the crowds because he saw the hurting and brokenness you know he saw the need and then from that he was able to teach and the he did miracles and this and that and you know it's that we've got to have that heart of compassion that heart of love the Mm -hmm. same love that jesus has for the people around us and when we do yeah we're gonna want them to follow jesus because we've experienced the life and the hope and the grace and the peace and the you know the everything that he has to offer and we want the same for them that's right This conversation is so important, and we have enjoyed so much bringing you along as Justin and I talk about what disciple-making looks like every day, not just Sunday. Because, you know, your best disciple-making opportunities will always happen during times outside of your normal church moments. Those opportunities will spring up in every aspect of your life, and our desire is for you to recognize those opportunities and be confident to jump into that moment, inviting that person to join you as you walk with Christ. Next week, we will bring this initial conversation to a close, so be sure to come back. And between now and then, would you take a moment and share this podcast with some people you know? We would just be so grateful. We are here to walk this journey with you, so follow along as we follow Jesus right this way.